Well, there is no question that when it comes to influence and persuasion in digital marketing, no one, and I mean no one, commands more respect than Dr. Robert Cialdini. If you have never read his books, Influence and Persuasion, I swear you are missing so much in your digital marketing, not only as an influencer and an advertiser, but as just a great marketer. And that's why I'm so excited to invite you to a free webinar where he'll be sharing his latest insights on new e-commerce strategies. Now, alongside Dr. Cialdini, you'll learn from Bass Wouters and the authors of Reputation King, my buddy Scott Branley and DJ Sprague. Attendees will absolutely be able to understand exactly how to gain a competitive edge in the marketplace by leveraging online reputation management. Now, that's something that we haven't talked about here on this show all that much. And it's more reason for you to register for the webinar here, which is completely free over at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So join us on April 18th from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern. That's 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific for you West Coasters by registering at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Once again, that's reputationking.com forward slash PT. Cialdini has been a huge influence on me. and I can't wait to see how his new e-commerce strategies resonate with you and how they affect your business in a positive way using reputation management. Make sure that you register for the April 18th free webinar at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Hi there, I'm Darren, the producer of the show. And I just wanted to quickly let you know that as always, this episode is brought to you by Digital Marketer Lab Elite. Lab Elite provides the best training for full stack marketers. To find out more and get access to your free trial, go to digitalmarketer.com forward slash elite. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic. Hello and welcome to episode 165 of the Perpetual Traffic Podcast. This is Ralph Burns and I am really excited for this week's show. We've got an exclusive interview with Molly Pittman and Roxel Cho, who is a scrappy entrepreneur from Hawaii who actually makes her own swimsuits in Hawaii and sells them through her Shopify store. She'll probably do about $2 million in sales this year alone. So if you're struggling to make things work on Shopify and Facebook, certainly we talk about it here a lot on the Perpetual Traffic Podcast. As Shopify is one of our favorite, if not the favorite, e-commerce platform because it works so well with the Facebook and Instagram platforms. This is a show for you to listen to. So take some notes here and uh, we get to hear her story and how she started and the progression of her traffic system and how she integrated Facebook and Instagram into all that she does uh, selling her own uh, swimsuits from Hawaii. So that sounds pretty good. So anyway, I'm really excited to hear her story. So Molly, take it away. Hello, everybody. I'm really excited about today's episode because I know you guys love case studies and you love listening to success stories of other entrepreneurs 
how they're out there doing it and getting stuff done and really finding success. And I have a really special guest today that I'll introduce here in a minute who's had really incredible success over the past three years. She actually owns a swimsuit company called Fused Hawaii. It's in Hawaii. That's where she grew up. And we'll get into the story of the brand. But this lady, just to give you some numbers, and what you'll find on this episode is none of us think the numbers are the most important thing about what we're going to tell you. But I just want to share this because it just shows you how quickly her business has grown. In 2016, she did 150000 in annual revenue. In 2017, she did 450000 in annual revenue. And this year, they're projected to do almost $2 million. So really crazy growth for someone selling swimsuits in Hawaii. She's also a wonderful person. So I will introduce her here in a minute. But first, I want to introduce my co-host for this episode. Her name is Gina Poole. Gina, what's happening? Hello, Molly. Hey, Gina, you've got a radio voice. So I know I've mentioned Gina before here on Perpetual Traffic. Gina's a really special lady. She owns a digital marketing agency. Her site is clientsinbulk.com. And Gina, you're actually teaching other agency owners how to get clients real fast, right? (laughs) Yep. That's kind of my superpower. And yeah, one of the things I do is teach other agencies how to get all of their clients at one time rather than, you know, onesies, twosies, all at the same time in bulk. You showed me a video where you generated how many clients in one day? 26 clients in 48 hours. Wow. And these are people that are paying her thousands of dollars a month. So if you are an agency, definitely go to clientsinbulk.com. Check Gina out. Gina's also a digital marketer certified partner. She's on the advisory board for the certified partner program. So Gina is very loved. One of my favorite people. We also have a mastermind together that's new. It's called Remarkable Women in Business. And the reason I'm telling you that is to tie all of this together. Roxelle, that I'm about to introduce you to, who created and runs this swimsuit company, she actually joined as one of the first members of Remarkable Women in Business. So this mastermind, Gina, how would you describe it to everybody out there? This mastermind is unique in several ways. Molly, as you know, and Roxelle, as you know, because number one, it's for women only. So we love you guys, but it's for women only. And it's really a small and intimate group. We're not looking for dozens and dozens of women. We're looking for a small, powerful group of women to really, as we say, GSD, get shit done. Really help (laughs) each other and get shit done and accomplish really, really phenomenal things. Yeah. We have six women in the mastermind already. We're really looking to keep it around 10 to 12, maybe. It really depends. So there are a few spots left. If you are a business owner, agency owner, interested in growing your business with other women, head over to RemarkableWomenInBusiness.com and apply. We had our first meeting in August, and this is where we met Roxelle. And it was awesome. We have a Facebook ads agency owner. We have Roxelle, who owns a swimsuit company. We have Patricia, who is launching a brand that helps freelancers make more money, helps people learn 
in digital marketing. She also has a marketing agency. We have Pat, who works in the financial industry. We've got Nikki, who is a relationship blogger and coach. And we have Leah, who is really special. She's a best-selling author, and she has a nutrition company. So she's a nutritionist and teaches other people about food. But just so you guys have the rundown of all of these amazing humans, the first day we do hot seats. We really get to know you. We figure out what your business needs. And everyone gets 30 minutes to 45 minutes to really talk through, to figure out whatever the one thing is that they're wanting to work on. So Roxelle here, the one thing that she wanted was to better her traffic strategy. So she had already purchased over the past year or two around $400,000 worth of Facebook traffic, which that is not a requirement to join the mastermind. But that was her one thing that she wanted to work on. So then on day two, Gina had a videographer there, a tech person to help build funnels. I was there. She was there. And basically, we had one-on-one sessions, sometimes group sessions if people were interested to help people on the one thing that they're really trying to work on. So Roxelle gave me access to her Facebook ad account. I spent about 30 minutes in there and I immediately started to identify some opportunities I could see, set down, put it all out on a paper she could take home. And then she emailed me a few weeks later, hey Molly, I implemented your strategies and my return on ad spend has now increased 5x. That was really exciting for me and that's why Gina and I do these masterminds. Enough about us. If you're interested, remarkablewomeninbusiness.com. I now want to introduce our guest, get into her story. I think you guys are really going to love this. Roxelle, how you doing, my friend? Aloha. So Roxelle, your story is so interesting to me. It's why I wanted to have you on Perpetual Traffic. I even want to go back to your skateboarding days. Am I right on that? <laughs> well, whatever. It's white from my record. I was a juvenile. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> so basically, I feel like I was a born entrepreneur. I don't remember a time where I wasn't selling something. I swear I was trying to hustle something in my mom's room. So, you know, so I'm like, I remember just having garage sales on my bed to my older sister when I'm like six years old, pricing all my belongings, like here, buy them. And so I really feel like being an entrepreneur is ingrained in you and it's hard work. You have to find something that you love to do so much, even when you're not getting paid for it. And that's how I've gotten to where I am today because no matter what, nothing will stop me from pursuing my passion. And that's where I get all this energy and excitement from. That's what really drew me to you as a person. It's fun to play numbers and to sell swimsuits, but to you, this is a lifestyle and you have a message that you're trying to get out to people. And I wanted you to be on this podcast because We can get that message out to more people. So I just want to say thanks for that. You hustled as a kid and you had a plastic bag, right? Yeah, basically I went through everything you possibly could sell from candy, (laughs) candy to here in Hawaii. I'm going to represent for Hawaii people, musubis, spam musubis, $1 a pop in my backpack. I come home with... Hold on, what what is that? It's like Hawaii culture. It's spam. Like fried and marinated in like a teriyaki sauce with just the right amount of egg and rice wrapped in nori. And you wrap it up in saran wrap. You put it in your backpack and you're the most popular kid in school and it goes for a dollar a piece. 
I would do all of my homework in school because I was really efficient. And then I'd get home and I could pack all the things I'm going to sell the next day, pack it into my backpack. I didn't need my textbooks because I already did all my homework. You know, I was an honor roll student, um, but I was never in class. (laughs) Because you were out there selling stuff. Yeah. (laughs) And every single day, about 20 to 30 to $50 a day just in my backpack. A lot of detention, though. It's not recommended to sell it. Not on school grounds. So what got you into selling clothing? Didn't it start with hats? Yeah. So it started about 2010. I loved crafting. I loved creating things. So anything I could get my hands on that was free, I went all into upcycling, you know, creating. Mm. It's not recycling, but we're going to take something that's worthless or valueless and then increase the value just by reusing it in a better way. So Hawaii, before they banned trash bags or plastic bags on the island, we just had a ton of those. So I actually found a process to melt them down with a respirator. (laughs) I melted them down into handbags and wallets and I would hand cut these designs on it, just local designs and prints. And we'd melt the different colors together. And basically I would just make these handbags and I started wearing them. People liked them. I started using coffee bags and different fabrics. So old jeans that I had ripped up denim, old curtains, we'd make it into these bags that were just one of a kind. So I'd wholesale them to these boutiques and they would then sell them for like $150 a piece. You know, they were handmade and I'm like, it's trash bags. Yeah, it's literally trash. <laughs> so from there, you know, I'm ADD, so um, I can't focus really easily. So I got a little bored. I started cutting the designs, putting it on a trucker hat to match my purse. Okay. So everything was, what did I want? What did I want to wear and not have to buy? I made this trucker hat and I went on vacation in Kauai and I was wearing this trucker hat. It matched my bag and everybody was like, where can we buy that? And at that time, I'm like, I'm not selling it right now. So I got home and I just made a few extra wallets and everything. And one day there was an international paddling regatta. So just a competition of canoe racing in our town. And it's really big. It's hundreds of countries that come together and race these canoes. So I'm like, well, these are great. These are ocean people. I just had the handbags by then. I didn't actually even have swimwear. I took it down to the race. I sat on this rock wall, just on the seawall, right over the ocean. And I started passing out flyers. And on the flyer was just my website that I had just built. It probably was horrible back then. I contracted some of my friends, paid them in pizza to pass out these flyers. (laughs) On the flyer. Will work for pizza. (laughs) Everybody works for pizza. And so on the flyer, there were just photos that we had taken with my friends friends wearing the handbags and these clutches and we started handing them out and people were like well where can we buy these and I'm like well I can't really legally sell them to you here so I'm just gonna lay these bags randomly on this rock wall and if you happen to want one and hand me some cash um we can make make this happen anyway We sold out of all those bags and it was from my backpack on the seawall in Kailua Kona. 
Wow, that's where this started. So how did you end up selling swimsuits? You know, the story just continues. I needed more apparel. I can't just walk around wearing a handbag and a trucker hat. So I needed a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I needed a shirt. So I started screen printing that. And that was a whole process to learn in itself. I had to learn graphic designing, how to process the screens in my garage in like a dark room. I created that whole mess. So we went through screen printing things and it was horrible. Like I'm a horrible screen printer. <laughs> using like water-based inks and then you need these certain dryers that are tens of thousands of dollars and I'm like no I just studied what was happening in those dryers like how can I recreate this ten thousand to twenty thousand dollar dryer at my home and I realized the water was just evaporating and then there was this pressure and everything anyways I created this air box with low dryers to dry my shirts that's where we're slowly leading into apparel then I started the whole tie-dye collection basically tie-dyeing skirts and dresses in my backyard because the high-end boutiques, they were selling these dresses for about $300. And I could just make it in my yard and dip it in some tie-dye, which I know nothing about tie-dye. And so these garments are going for $300 in these high-end boutiques. And I just wanted to wear those dresses and I couldn't afford them. Right. You had a need for them. Yeah. And that's basically where we got into swimwear. Seven years ago, I was pregnant with my first child. I now have three children, but At that time, I was 24. I just gave birth to my first child. And now I was surfing. I had a baby. I had a mom body. They always say dad bod. I don't even know what that is. I have a... Is that even real? <laughs> yeah. Like, so the mom bod's a real thing. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know, I was surfing. My husband's a surfer. And I just needed a bikini that I felt comfortable in. I would feel beautiful in. You know, I still wanted to be trendy. I didn't want to wear my grandma's bikini on my surfboard. So I just basically was filling that need for myself. And I started cutting and sewing. I found a garage sale. They were selling a serger and I bought it for $30. And that's where it got started. I mean, it was a horrible machine. When I compare that machine to the machines I have now, it was like so bad. It was basically broken. It was broken, but I didn't even realize it. But it worked. So it worked. <laughs> it worked. And because I was learning on that machine, going forward, everything else was like butter. Yeah. And you appreciate it now. Didn't you open your own boutique? Yes, I did. Oh, boy. What a story. Yeah. And that didn't work out as you expected. <laughs> yeah. So you have mom brain after you give birth. All of your brain cells literally die for a short period of time. And so you have these crazy thoughts and ideas. And I'm like, yeah, let's do this. You just gave birth and opening a retail shop in Hawaii, which you've never done before, is such a great idea. So yeah, eight months after giving birth, we went into that. And you know, when I think about my thought process, the only thought I have with every decision I make is, what is the story I want to tell when I'm 80 years old? Every girl wants to say at some point, I owned a boutique, a clothing shop. I don't know. I've always had that desire. And so that's what happened. And it just didn't work out. Was it foot traffic? Like you were making these bathing suits and people love the bathing suits, but were they just not buying? Okay. Let me start out with the success story first. Okay. Okay. It was so cute. The shop. (laughs) (laughs) It looked really good. (laughs) Everything was like hand done and super pretty. Like the walls were like hand stained and like, it was beautiful. The shop itself was just a fail. We were losing about $10,000 a month. 
but you didn't give up then, right? A lot of people would have said this whole business thing isn't for me. So how did you transition that now into Fused Hawaii and this e-commerce store? So basically we had a three-year lease. The end of the second year, we were negative $100,000, you know, out of our savings and our credit cards. And so we had a year left and we're like, how are we going to do this? And my husband, you know, he has a couple of Amazon stores and Shopify brands as well. But it was like, why don't you try Facebook ads? Yeah. Yeah. He's like, try Facebook ads. And I'm like, what is that? And he showed me just the basics. He didn't know too much then. And he's just like, I hear it's working really well, but people don't really know about it here on the islands. And so I'm like, okay, like we'll give it a go. We've got nothing else right now. And at that time, my website, we weren't even really using it for orders. Uh. So I just put a little bit of the product up and I had a credit card with $20,000 on it that I could use. And I'm like, well, that's not my money anyways. So let's give it a go. And so, <laughs> let's give it a go. There's nothing to lose. I've already lost. And I feel like losing for $10 and losing for $10 million, it's all relevant. You're still losing at the end of the day. Right. So I basically made a tripwire offer and I went on to Canva, got a white backdrop, flat laid some products onto it. It looked horrible. I even did big text that said $20 bikini or whatever it was at the time. And I didn't know that that's not really good to have all that text in a photo. Like now I know this stuff and basically just threw it at the wall. It's like, what is that? Spaghetti to the wall and see what sticks. And that's what I did. What was your tripwire that you started with? I believe it was like a fifteen or twenty dollar bikini offer for their first. Okay, cool. That's awesome. Do you even remember? Did it just start with you targeting the local area? All I had was the emails from my customers who had entered my boutique and made a purchase and just happened to leave us an email because wow. I had a Shopify POS system. I maybe had two to three hundred emails, which was strong enough to build a little lookalike audience. Cool. And that's what I did. Yeah. Wow. Fascinating. Okay. So what happened next? (laughs) It's a huge learning curve. You know, I didn't just come in winning right off the bat. Of course. I'm sure a lot didn't work too. Oh, it was, I mean, I was breaking even just enough to where the sales were coming in. And on the daily, I was using that money to pay down my credit card and continue testing. That's basically what I did. Do you remember sort of how you scaled from there? So what was next? You know, obviously now in 2018, you're going to do $2 million in sales. What did your traffic system look like over time? I know what we sort of ended with when I saw you earlier this month, and we can talk about that at the end of the episode, but what did that look like? You know, at that time, I didn't even know what to look at, like what metrics to look at. (laughs) I just was like putting my credit card number in, putting a cool picture in and some copy and that's it. Were you just looking for sales? I was looking for sales to pay off my credit card. That's it. Uh, <laughs> like, so you just kept scaling it from there. I tried everything I was hearing, right? Because I had no clue. So I tested everything. So I'm like, I got to try this Michigan method. Yeah. Shout out to Ralph Burns. <laughs> this is the part. I do not recommend the Michigan method when you know nothing about ads yes. or metrics or building it out. So I lost $2,000. Oh, 
Yeah, very advanced. That is so true. You know, that's a really advanced testing method. But I think what was interesting when I saw you a few weeks ago, Roxel, I think when we were talking, basically what you were doing is you had a lot of different types of ads, right? Like creatives and copy that was working well. But I think when we met, what really helped you was you understood the idea of avatars, but creating campaigns specific avatars, right? So when we were sitting down, we know that the mom is one of your avatars. And we'll talk about that here in a minute. But we also know that surfers are your avatars and outdoors people are your avatars and people that like to kayak. And so what you left the mastermind with, I think we had like nine or 10 campaigns on there. And it was the difference between the campaign was actually your avatars because you are selling a consumable e-com product. We have to get specific like that in our campaigns. So I know when you emailed me, I think that's what made a difference. Like, oh, okay. You know, I've sort of got these different people I'm trying to speak to. I've got these different campaigns. They've got different copy and creative. You're using interest targeting now and not just lookalikes. So it's cool to see that progression. <laughs> well, well, one thing I do have to say is even though in that moment, I lost $2,000 in an hour testing out the Michigan method, I needed to learn all of these things. These times where I felt, oh my God, it hurts to my stomach just to think the pain of that. And as, as I'm laying in my bed, <laughs> like, yeah, it was like, but you know what? It was that, that like, once I went through that, I'm like, wow, nothing's going to hurt like that again. No. And you probably got a lot of data that helps you too. I want to ask you something else. You do a lot of Facebook lives and videos and you really connect with your market and you put a message out there that people resonate with that actually has nothing to do with swimsuits. And I believe truly that's why you've been successful. I believe that's why your Facebook ads have been successful. Can you just talk to us a little bit about what you're doing there? Why are you getting on Facebook Live? What are you saying? <laughs> well, basically, I think all we really know in life is just our story. It's our mm -hmm. own life experience. So right now, I design swimwear for women who want to live confidently in the skin that they're in. But I'm not pitching confidence. I don't believe that that's something you can sell because... Mm -hmm. It has to be found within. Yeah, confidence comes and goes, you know, on the daily. So what I... My story <laughs> is... So my, true. I talk to the woman basically me throughout this whole experience, you know, the girl I was, the woman I am now. And, you know, what I tell them is the Fuse Hawaii avatar girl, woman, is the woman who's built the confidence in the process. And she does so by taking the risk, taking the leap, because it's in taking that jump or that leap that builds that confidence. You believed in yourself once you took that risk and you jumped and not knowing how you're going to land, not knowing your result or how you're going to fall and that you may fail and you may fall. And it's okay because the confidence you built while taking that jump and believing in yourself, you're, you're definitely going to get up. Wow. And so that's a message that you like to show up. You can go to Roxelle's Facebook page, Fuse Hawaii, and you'll see different Facebook lives she's done. And then you turn those into ads, right? Yeah. Most of the time, I'm not even talking about, you know, our selling product. You know, we're basically sold out of everything. And so we're on pre-sale right now. So I told our customers, I'm sorry if you're ordering realize you will be getting your order in six weeks to eight weeks and we can't help that right now but we just want to talk to you we're like 
don't order from us right now if it's not okay for you to wait that long, but like, hey, let's hang out. We want to have these conversations because that's what it's about. That's the fun part for us. Girls just want to have fun with friends. So that's what it's about. <laughs> awesome. Not to get too tactical, but like when you do do a Facebook Live, and I'm bringing this up because I believe there's so much more to selling a product than selling the product, right? The most successful businesses are people that are really inspired to share a message and a product or service that they sell just happen to go along with that. I know that my purpose here is to teach marketing, to help other people get their message out. This podcast we do completely for free because it's fun and this is the the message I want to get out into the world, the things that I sell just happen to go along with that, right? That's how I make money. And I think those are the most successful businesses. And I think yours is such an example of that. And you putting yourself out there and you putting a message out there, people relate to that message and they buy the swimsuits because they feel comfortable with the brand. So I, I just think that's incredible. Yeah, that's all it's about really. You know, like I say, my swimmer is not anything that's out of the ordinary. It's something I love and I, that's the only bikinis that I wear. But at the same time, it's like, it's how you feel when you put the suit on. That's what I'm realizing. It's like they can buy something from Amazon. They can get it in two days and they can get it for a fifth of the price, but they're not going to feel the same way. I mean, that's what a brand's about. Mm, I love it. Yep. Roxelle, anything you want to add? Any message you have for entrepreneurs out there, Facebook ad buyers. <laughs> you said a lot. <laughs> I mean, I maybe will give you a little bit of the metrics since I jumped into the mastermind. I just, Ooh, awesome. I'm looking at my ad set right now. So initially, you know, when you told me to basically switch up to the interest targeting, mm -hmm. August 10th, I launched a campaign going out to moms. On August 10th, we had a 35 ROI on one of the ad sets. Mm. I've never seen that number before. Phenomenal. Yeah. And so we've been running that. I mean, I have a ton more. This is just one that I'm looking at. And now we've been running that same campaign. So of course it averaged out. So overall, the average within Facebook with a $930 ad spend on that one interest is a 6,626 website purchase conversions. So seven, oh, you know, right. so, and that's just one. I mean, that's, so we've that's got, Six. We've got so many more. So that's over 6,000 swimsuits? Or no, sorry, pieces? that's dollars. <laughs> or, or dollars. Okay, I, okay, that's still pretty darn good. Well, that is that is so amazing. You know, just a test. Heck yeah, and it's a whole new cold audience that you had never reached before. It's so crazy. I, the only problem is I haven't had the time to sit down and build more ads. <laughs> well, I know what you're doing next week. No. <laughs> <laughs> Basically... All I try to do is have fun. Well, this is me working in Austin right now. I flew my dad in from Vegas. My model is my influencer. She has, I flew her brother in to be our photographer. Aww. So that, and I have my cousin that's doing all of my digital branding now. And we all get on our scooters and we ride through the town on birds and take photos, drink cocktails and Heck wear yeah. bikinis. And so I mean, that's, that's, that's what it's about. <laughs> like, I don't want to be, you know, not having fun. And that's what it's about. Like, it's just that constant balance. I love that. I mean, protecting your joy is the most important thing you can do, right? Like, that's what I love about Ezra. He's like, if I'm not having fun, I'm not doing it. Because if I'm not having fun, I'm not doing good work. 
Roxel, thank you so, so much for sharing your story. Guys, please check out Fuse Hawaii, F-U-S-E-D-H-A-W-A-I-I.com. Her swimsuits are lovely. I know I'm going to be grabbing one myself. Gina, thank you so much for hopping on. Again, women, if you're interested in grabbing one of the last spots in our mastermind, just check out remarkablewomeninbusiness.com. Thanks, guys, and we'll talk to you next week. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic. For more information and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening. John Moran here. Q1 is closing and it probably didn't go as well as you'd hoped. I'm sure your agency is telling you that they crushed it, but in reality, it probably crushed you. If your agency isn't on the same page as you, or if there's something wrong, but you can't quite put your finger on what, go to tier11.com forward slash apply. That's tier11.com forward slash apply. And we'll get set up on a call to show you a better way to look at your business, not just metrics that make agencies look good.